I'm Scott Blakeman, getting through this in Manhattan. And I'm Tom Saunders in Los Angeles, California, where I bought shoes online for the first time in my life. Scotty, once I laughed at the seemingly absurd notion of buying clothes from a laptop computer. How could you buy clothes based on two-dimensional images before feeling the fabric and trying them on? Sending them back and waiting for UPS to deliver the same item in a slightly different size? Well, well, that seemed less and a little bit less efficient than a changing boot and shoes. Why shoes would require the expert attention of a highly trained foot specialist, commonly known as a shoe salesperson. From early childhood, I was made to understand if one wanted shoes, one had to go to a shoe store and place your feet in the hands of a professional shoe expert. Shopping for shoes required sitting on a chair, taking off at least one shoe, and having your feet measured with an adjustable ruler. Such specialized equipment seemed like what you'd expect to find in a podiatrist's office. My older brothers tell of a time when shoe stores encouraged patrons to stick their feet in an x-ray device so you could see your own foot bones in real time. It was called a shoe-fitting fluoroscope. The wood, glass, and metal device put out 50 kVs, whatever that is, from its x-ray tube. And after studying your foot skeleton, the expert shoe salesman was then able to pick just the right shoe perfectly matching your foot bones. Shoe footing fluoroscopes were quietly removed from shoe stores when it was discovered that feet should not be exposed to x-rays without a trained x-ray technician safely ensconced in another room while a lead shield covers vulnerable part of a, parts of a customer who, after all, just came in to buy a new pair of shoes. There are new special foot measuring devices currently in use in certain shoe stores, which accurately measure the subtle curves. All such technology, past and present, underscores the seriousness of purchasing footwear in a place dedicated to the profession of protecting feet. Well, then came the pandemic. And for the first time in my life, I let my fingers do the shoe trying on by means of the internet from the comfort of my Eames chair. It all seemed so easy, too easy. And yet, a few days later, a beautiful pair of Allbird wool sneakers arrived at my doorstep. But would they fit? Well, I salute you, Tommy. First, on the momentous occasion of your first online shoe purchase, uh, I must say I, too, was skeptical at one time and about the high-risk notion of buying a shoe without trying it on first. And though I thankfully was never subjected to the x-ray examination by the shoe salesman of yore, who surely must have had medical degrees, I remember vividly going to shoe stores and putting my feet on that measuring device you speak of. But in more recent years, those went away and I would simply show the salesman the floor model of the shoe I was interested in and uh, hope he carried a nine and a half in that style. I always dreaded when he would emerge from the mysterious back room with two boxes because that meant only one thing. He didn't have my exact size. So I'd be relegated to trying on a smaller size and a larger size that never fit. All the shoes and sneakers I currently own were procured through the online shopping experience. And I am happy to report that virtually all of them fit properly, as I hope your newfangled all birds do too. Oh, Scotty, thank you for the, for the kind thoughts. And 
I won't keep you or our listeners in suspense a minute longer. My smooth, sleek, yet comfy all-bird mizzles fit like a glove. No, no, that's... Even that is understating their comfort. I've worn gloves that don't fit like a glove. <laughs> Scotty, am I the only man whose skin has suffocated from being squeezed tight by two small rubber gloves made for my lady's tiny hands? <laughs> and, and Scotty, don't even let's talk about baseball gloves. When it comes to these wonder shoes, forget gloves altogether. These wool Allbird sneakers actually feel more like, well like sweaters for the feet. And the brand new shoes arrived without me having to even find a parking space at a mall or locate the shoe department or get the attention of a busy, harried shoe expert. Just waiting around in one of the chairs and, and, and after an under unbearably long time be forced to leave. Well, I, I look forward to you, Tommy, to receiving a Clio Award emblematic of excellence in advertising for creating this persuasive advertisement for the magical wool, sustainable all birds and for making a forceful case against the use of the fits like a glove expression, which in addition to rubber gloves, doesn't even accurately describe the fit of most winter gloves either. But I'm sure all birds could actually create the first glove that fits like a glove. Scotty, I, I have to say, I, I truly think you may, you're, some might find that a, a crazy pie in the sky hope, but I think it could, it could happen in our lifetime, Scotty. <laughs> and, and in my living room, I'll go even further, Scotty, in my living room sits a sofa designed by the famed architect Le Corbusier, and it's too uncomfortable to sit in. Only our cat Oliver likes this designer torture device. He curls up and sleeps on one end of it, slowly creating a nest of fur. I hope all birds will someday, one day, make sofas as comfortable as their shoes. But, but more than anything, I wish all birds could make certain conversations more com comfortable. How helpful if all birds could make a talking shoe that patiently explained to dear friends why I haven't got them a wedding present, even though they were married years ago. Well, Tommy, uh, uh, you know, in these first six minutes, you've put out enough for five different uh, marvelous episodes of a variety of varying topics. And so many of those questions need to be, as we say, drilled down to. But I'll go back to the uh, start with the Allbirds, where it all began. And again, in an earlier episode, I spoke of ordering shoes. And, and the good thing about Allbirds, or one of the many good things, uh, and you won't need to, as you've happily said, they fit beautifully, but they do have free returns uh, uh, no questions asked. Um, other, maybe they might say, did they fit? But they, obviously they wouldn't. But I have actually, as I said on this broadcast, purchased shoes question. more recently from uh, 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 Cole Hahn mm. that were those dreaded words, final sale. And that time, he, well, there's no going anywhere after that. You're stuck with them. And thankfully, uh, all of those uh, under the rubric of final sale actually did fit. But it's a, it's a, it's a nut white knuckle experience, let me tell you. I can imagine it would be, Scotty. I, it was a white knuckle for me. Just the, the, when I made the decision, a darn it, I said to myself, I mean, my shoes had, were wearing out before I ordered these Allbirds. And I knew I wasn't going to go to a shoe store in these 
in, in these troubled times in which we live in. Uh, uh, and uh, but what was I going to do, Scotty? I had to knuck, I had to white knuckle it, and I used my white knuckles to to the, to uh, press. In some cases, I didn't use the tip of my finger. I used my night white knuckles. <laughs> well, I use um, and you know somebody who's in an elevator every day. Uh, I'm always using the knuckles. If I knuckle yeah. fifteen. And uh, and I see others do it. I like you actually feel comfortable when someone else, if there is someone else in the elevator, they also use their knuckles because that that's shows right. their safety conscious. Can you get? Uh, it seems to me you could. It, you should be able to get knuckle makeup, so that when you have <laughs> white knuckles, you can you know put on put. Make, <laughs> it's not so white. Yeah. yeah, like you. All right, and I, hold it, hold it, uh, and then the makeup person runs in the yeah. knuckles. The I thought I had everything else. Yeah, but the knuckles are so white. Well, I'm a little <laughs> nervous in this scene. There's a nudity involved, well, you know. But I, and, and I think in just in normal life, you know, where, yeah. you know, when we experience white knuckles, it, it draws attention. You know, people find not white knuckles to be unsightly. And, yeah. and that's that's what I mean. And, and I think maybe, you know, yes, we've we've uh, we've had all these nail salons. And I, I wonder, you know, if these nail salons are all going to be in business once the, you know. Well, they're the operating even now and some of them to go outside and, and um, some of them. But, you know, they're actually so you think they will survive. Well, I'm proposing that there be knuckle salons for white knuckle for, for you know, it's just a thought that occurred to me that there should be that that that. It's and and it, by the way, it's not something I would definitely, uh, you, you know, recommend. I cannot recommend to go out and get a franchise for a knuckle salon at this point. It's just an idea. Well, that now wouldn't be the time, but I think it should be included in the menu of services to, to or or really a makeup place just to or you could do oh, you're yourself, right. you're a foundation right. to dab the knuckles. Open your knuckle salon, and then and then all the all the nail salons just say we now offer knuckle service, and then you're out of business. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tommy, You're, along the lines of knuckles, you know, they are part of the hand, obviously. And that's a great line that you said about, you know, fits like a glove. and We should examine that. Uh, and of course, the classic example of it is the O.J. Simpson trial, where uh, where basically Johnny Cochran put the glove on or O.J. put the glove on wrong, really, where any even a glove that fit wouldn't have fit the way he put it on. But aside from that, um, that was the he made. He also listen, that yeah. was. We can just drill down on that since you brought it up. That was a great glove experience. There's, I don't know if there's ever been a more dramatic glove experience in history. Uh, even when Michael Jackson had but one glove when he performed and to the oohs and ahs of, of, of his many fans, that did not supersede the OJ trying on the glove and struggling with it and making his, in his expression like, boy, this is, this is comically difficult to do. Why are you even asking me to do it? Remember, yeah, how, yeah, no, that, and that's how, I mean, basically that was the biggest piece of evidence that- uh, how, That's how he escaped the, the uh, prison sentence. Yeah, or, yeah. Or whatever was- headed it didn't fit like a glove. Because it didn't, he made it seem like it didn't fit like a glove. And but I think you're right. I think uh, most people said, "No, that glove looks like it might fit." Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, but and then, but it is great to do that. But all birds, uh, you know, not just uh, the great fit, but they're also very uh, sustainability conscious, and they even tell you what your carbon footprint number is. And then I felt guilty because I don't know what my number is to start. They said, "Well, this would give you a four, a four point two. So just to see where you're at for the rest of the day, like." I never knew what my number was to begin with. So uh, they're mm. very helpful. And uh, well, that's nice. But but so the carbon footprint number, there's some people who fear that it'll that that whole um, 
that 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 concept will be um, expanded to mean that we'll go around with bracelets that'll be constantly monitoring your carbon footprint and sending it back to the central authorities. Oh, I think uh, have that already. Even the Fitbit, I'm sure it could be uh, altered to include carbon footprint too, which begs the question, if you yeah. take big steps, would you have less of a carbon footprint or, or more? I mean, I would, you know, uh, yeah, get yeah. there more quickly. Maybe it's less. So it's, uh, it's, and you're not using any carbon. I mean, how does that even work? But that, that, uh, so, um, and also, I mean, are we going to, is it going to be a, a case where you'll have uh, um, a, uh, here's what I, this is, this is something that I think does worry me a little bit about the whole carbon footprint uh, issue where you then wind up having these inflatable feet. Yeah put on people's yards, you know, depending on the size, sometimes are very huge feet just to uh, shame people for uh, uh, having a too large carbon footprint. Now, um, that that to me, that's a nightmare where you wake up, you know, you've gone on a big, you know, a big trip to uh, the other side of the, you know, to India, let's say, and back. And you and, and you didn't think anybody noticed. And, you know, you just want to get around on your with your life. But there's this huge inflatable foot in yeah. front of your house, mm. pro or cons, you know. Wow. Well, that's a nightmare image. But uh, the good thing about the Allbirds, again, is that that could probably just by just being seen with the Allbirds, you'll get sort of a pass uh, for whatever other uh, carbon so violations you have. If you wear Allbirds. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's I, I guess that's what I'm trying to go for. Like, what is the what? Uh, the, the whole thing of having a carbon footprint, you know, of a larger carbon fo footprint or a smaller one or whatever it is, how, how does, I mean, are we going to be public? I mean, in other words, could you sh cash that in? For, that's what I'm looking for. Like, Allbirds says you have a, a, your carbon footprint is smaller because Allbirds shoes require less carbon to manufacture somehow. Um so, I mean, can you cash that in and then and, and then you get to take a, a longer trip and maybe fly first class? That's my question. Well, there is that cachet. And I think that's something that's a check on the Allbirds website. But I think they do, uh, at the very least, the average of casual bystander will see you wearing them and give you a pass, even if you had taken a 12 hour flight the day before. That's what that, that's what I needed to know, because I'm worried about that casual bystander. Yes. And I think they're always. Are they always casual bystanders? Are there any formal bystanders? That's their job. I'm a bystander. Right. And I'm watching. They're formal bystanders who, who are, I mean, that's, yeah, they're always there, always standing by. They're, they don't, they're not the ones who give you the problem. It's the casual bystanders that, you know, they, they make cracks like, oh, gonna, boy, you got quite a big a carbon footprint there. <laughs> I wonder if something else is big, you know, something like that. Just rude remarks. Well, they 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 have nothing the, nothing but time on their hands, and <laughs> unlike the shoe salesman of yours. Now again, Tommy, this is what a revelation. This fluoroscope, which I had no idea ever yeah. existed, I'm very familiar with. I have memories. You go in with my parents. It was that line, the kind of metal thing, and your foot was there, and and he right. would move That's the top up and move the bottom up and That's get your right. size the as if your size changed every time you got shoes. Uh, you know, I guess they did as you were a kid, it, it changed a lot. So, uh, right. but that but, was, but, it was and, oh. and that, that makes me feel like I, I can even, I can see that measuring device on my foot and, 
and feel it slid into place on the sides and, and the top and the bottom. And you feel like you're going to get, you know what's going on. You know, you know how big your foot is. They know how big your foot is. They can match you with whatever shoe is right for your foot. You take that away, Scotty. You don't have that with the, you know, you, you can't put stick your foot on top of your computer screen. You Maybe you could. But well, some imaging that, thing. Well, no, now again, we talked uh, another episode about how we have to do all the work. Now we have to know our shoe size. Yeah. I mean, and then they give you a little hint online. They'll say with all birds, they said, you know, these are whole sizes size up for perfect fit. And that was very helpful. And it's, it worked in your case. Uh, but sometimes I actually had an issue, which I don't know if I've discussed on the air, but I got this. I have these great pair of slippers now by the uh, I forgot who. Um, I should should know this, but uh, very comfortable. But online, initially, I got the wrong size because they weren't very helpful with it. And uh, it, I re realized it'd be too more more expensive to return it than keep it. So I'm keeping that size and I'm going to give it to charity. Uh, but, uh, you know, but again, this fluoroscope thing, but literally, yeah. I, I would imagine the shoe salesmen wore white coats. They had to, hey. to operate that machinery. Exactly. That's that's what didn't happen, though. They just wore regular clothes, street clothes, they called them. And and uh, uh, and and they're operating. There's no lead shield. There was no going into another room. It's just this fluoroscope sitting in a shoe store with, with you can see it online, actually. Wow. And multiple lenses so that three people can view the, the foot skeleton at the same time. Uh, 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 I mean, it's the craziest and thing it's amazing through, a, that, through a viewing apparatus. And that was more helpful than just measuring the foot? It just seemed sort of, I mean, you could, uh, this was more helpful for diseases of the feet and bones, but right, exactly. that's not what you were coming in to Buster Brown for. Yeah. <laughs> but for podiatry, it seems ideal. Oh, you broke your foot. Let's put it in the, uh, the, the fluoroscope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is just so that you could, yeah, like you say, get some Buster Browns that fit just perfectly. And and how do they know? Like, how how do you figure out, oh, the bones, oh, you got a big femur there. So well, I, don't even, I don't even know what. I, I don't even know how they would figure it out. And the whole point is just, you know, if you're buying a shirt, they your neck and your arm length, they don't have to do a chest x-ray. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, again, now I guess it's easy in hindsight to look back and mock yeah. them because we're living a modern world but still oh it's, it's so easy to mock in hindsight it's the best way to mock is is with hindsight yeah and i would have been gentle the then it's difficult yeah i just wonder what the life expectancy of shoe salesman was in that era because they're yeah. exposed to i think kv is kilovolts is my guess kilovolts yeah let's let's yeah. you know let's or some but it's is it, it, is uh our x-rays um uh, measured in volts. Well, they, they would. Uh, well, maybe maybe those worked. So they were in addition but to the COVID, radiation, they something. gave an electric shock. So I don't know. It it it. Yeah. Uh, I would have thought. I, I would have been surprised if you knew all about the fluoroscope. Oh no, no, and I'm I'm so glad that you opened my eyes to that. I want to look at old ads for them too. And you know, at Stride Right, we that's where I used to go with my parents. Stride Right shoe store. I never we didn't really go to Buster Brown, but that was a big name of its day. But it wasn't yeah. like a, a giant place that had shoes. It was Stride Right, and that was the brand. Right. And were brought, the stores were more manageable in size. They were smaller in the in the old days, pre-mall days. Yeah, you would have Smith's Shoes. I think was those or in our town, and 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 it was a locally owned shoe store, and that was what they did. They sold shoes, and that's all they sold. And and you go in there, and and 
and and that would be where the fluoroscope was and all the different little but little um uh other uh i mean what else is there in the shoe is it basically shoes and chairs well and then of course the magical shoehorns and which, shoe i don't know if people really uh get these days but uh that was important a lot of times like uh, well, shoehorn and they get in yeah, because people wore these these very hard leather shoes in those in, yeah and also scotty if i may uh bring up a, a more unhappy uh, uh memory of breaking in new shoes now if you're a kid right and your your feet are tender in fact there's a term tenderfoot Mm. which is the early uh, Boy Scout. Right, yeah, yeah. The, the youngest stage of Boy Scoutery. And um, so, yes, as a young person, you have tender feet, but, but parents don't care about that. They just say, well, these are good shoes. They fit perfectly well. And they per- look perfectly fine. These are, these are your shoes. And they're these stiff, heavy leather. And, yeah. and it takes sometimes months of agony to break them in to just wear them enough so that your feet and the shoe basically uh you know sort of gets worn enough you know what i'm saying yeah but well also normally you buy something either it fits or it doesn't but no you were given the sentence of months to like well it's gonna hurt a lot but you gotta break them in like that was the we make a shoe not to fit for the first several months and eventually after right. cane, it does, it, and that's an acceptable it, business model in you know in those days. But no, now it, we we don't uh, thankfully because we mostly wear sneakers and soft right. shoes, so it doesn't come up. We wear soft leather shoes. They got away from those incredibly hard leather, just normal normal. Uh, I mean, that was normal shoe shoe them in those days. They were hard leather, hard, you know, and 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 they, they could fit. They could fit perfectly well but they hurt your feet because they were unyielding it's you know the uh, sneakers and 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 all birds all birds are like almost like not wearing shoes at all that's the best they're like yeah and 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 i've never walked on a cloud but i have walked on all birds and i have a feeling clouds would probably hurt my feet after well the the clouds are jealous of all birds and uh, and i remember telling me too that magical walk in the shoe store part of the whole experience the shoe would be put on and then and also that the salesman always pressed down on your toe, on your big toe, yes. to show how much room you had. Yeah. Because I don't feel so snug. No, no, you got plenty of room. <laughs> they, they would sort of come back at you. No, no, you got plenty of room. Yeah. Because uh, uh, they'll break it in. It, you know? They were like doctors. And, and clearly they were more like doctors than we realized because they had x ray equipment. And they knew. And to take that out of the shoe buying, uh, shoe buying um, experience is quite quite knuckly and for 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 real and and scotty i do want to say all birds because we've been talking and this does sound like a, a, a almost an infomercial for all birds and and uh again we we take no recompense there's no monetary uh um advantage from doing this yet we it, it's from the heart but all birds really i you, you say that you have to size up because there's no half sizes i didn't size up scotty Hmm. shockingly i sized down well there is one model that they tell you to do that so that thankfully was the one that I went, that was it because yeah. it just it, it it fits so well i went from from my usual 11 and a half down to 11 and it's wow well, well that's the the best the best thing in the world and and the worst thing in the world i'm not the worst thing in the world but it's that feeling if you did try it on that moment where uh-uh and then you have to return but i'm so glad it worked out oh. 
I, I again, I'm remembering the shoe store. So you get the shoe on and then it's the walk. That's the walk. Take the walk and you walk with them to that. And it was the mirror, that little low mirror you would walk to. And you do that sort of walk that you never, ever walk that way again in your life. But it's the the walk of the guy who just put new shoes on and you walk and you're testing and your parents are there. And they're like, how does it feel? How does it fit? Uh, I think it's a a little... uh, snug in the now you'll break it in you know then they lose yeah, you know what I mean? and it slips a little in the back oh yeah you'll get a thing then you could put something in so it doesn't slip they never now it's you wouldn't settle you wouldn't say well it doesn't really yeah. fit but i'll buy something to make it fit um and uh but that experience and then the great thing was when it did fit and you'd sit down and and then sometimes you'd say i'd like to wear it out the store that was always an exciting moment well i've done that yeah I've- I've done it. I've worn shoes out, out the, and uh, it's a great feeling. The only thing is, you carry your old shoes in the new shoe box, <laughs> and then there's the the possibility that you you you're gonna forget that these are old shoes, and you open the new book box thinking they're you know, and then you see these old shoes in a new shoe box. It can be, it can be extremely depressing. A little jarring to see that, yeah. But it is yeah. that fun feeling. Like I can, I'm gonna wear this now. That was yes. like a thing. Like what? I mean, you just bought it. It's in the thing. Uh, and then sometimes they get confused, the salespeople, especially if it's a garment. I'm going to, I'd like to wear this out. Ah, uh, all right. Uh, okay. Well, uh, you're going to pay for it, right? Yeah. And this will no, take the tag I'm off. No, wear it. Can you take the tags off? Ah, oh, well, we can't do that until you actually, you have to buy, leave and then come back. And then, you know, but it is an exciting thing. I'm going to wear these, especially with sneakers. Yeah, I think that. you would do that in the early days. PF flyers or Converse or kids or i remember loving new shoes like when i was a kid i just thought new shoes were the most i was so proud of them and my favorite shoe the shoe i dreamed of was the penny loafer yeah that you don't have to tie you i mean it's the lazy person's dream that a shoe Mm -hmm. you don't even have to you could just stick your feet in and it stays on miraculously. Why would you ever want it? Well, uh, the, the loafer, which is, of course, very prevalent that's, today. And, and the penny loafer still is very popular. And it's not just the mark of the preppy uh, so-called person. I don't know if people put pennies anymore, but there are very, you know, many shoes are still the same. And, they're, you know, but they're, they're going for a softer heel. They used to have those kind of heels that you'd slip around or make. Now that it's or would, would dig into your your the back of your heel. Like yes, of course. That, yeah, that would have the, the heel that would because again, Scotty, these hard leather shoes. We didn't. It's interesting when I was growing up, people didn't know of sneakers like they do now. There were oh, there were tennis shoes and there were gym shoes, but those weren't worn casually. Those oh no no. Shoes. I mean, you would never and certainly a nice thing to wear. You know, in the, in the eighties, the outfit for comedians. Like myself was a sport jacket and sneakers, uh, and then of course this transit strike of the late 1970s. I think it's 70, uh, maybe what it was that women would take sneakers with them and slip out of their fine high heels and wear sneakers, and that sort of began a, a certain trend also. But nothing that like the last this co- day. Yeah, okay. nothing like the last couple of years when the, the new phase is dressy, stylish sneakers, it's, and and basically they're shoe sneakers. And you'd wear them for all occasions. Uh, so that's been the newest trend. And, and of course, after these times, we'll, probably people will be less inclined to go back to whatever hard shoes are left. But hopefully they will, so the hard shoe industry can still flourish. 
<laughs> Scotty, I mean, you raise an interesting topic that it could only be brought up during this period in our law in in our world's history. Do people? I mean, it's so interesting. These all birds have really opened my eyes to how comfortable clothing can be. I've never dreamed that wearing shoes could feel actually i really do think if i were to walk on clouds now after uh, uh, it would hurt my feet it would uh, uh, from walking because they've now become so acclimated to these amazing wall all birds but i and, and i i will take that to the next level which is do you think that after the you know when people are vaccinated they go back to the real world that now people will wear comfy clothes like they'll That'll be the designer sweatpants. It'll be all sweatpants. It'll be all slip-on shoes, but it'll all be very designery because why do we need to go back to belts and, and, and belt buckles and snaps and zippers? Yeah, yeah. Well, certainly I've been wearing sweatpants more in the last since March than I had my entire life, cumulatively. Uh, I, never, I never had them or maybe I had them just knocking around. But, but still, Tommy, I do feel that, and, and the few times that I have gotten dressed uh in the last nine months ten months it does feel kind of good to be crisp to have something to wear differently again not comfortable not a it's still i like wearing my dressy sneakers but um i think there'll be the the you know people always want to dress up uh, going forward and uh, uh and but but look at these old images scotty and we do this on this show and and in real life we look at old movies of the turn of the century and and uh, how people would wear hats and see everybody in New York uh, in the streets or, or even by the beach, they'd all be hat, a coat, ties. Oh. And so I wonder if we're going to have a world of people wearing pajamas, good pajamas. Yeah. Good well, pajamas. Uh, that happens if you go to colleges. I some schools, uh, the, especially the, the young women, they uh, or guys, they, they wear pajamas to class and nothing wrong with that. But I think, uh, you know, we've gotten more casual over the years anyway. I mean, as you say, uh, when we look at 1911, we talked about that. Everybody had these stiff suits and the hats and the woman whose dress popped up near the flat iron. It was floor length, basically, and it only went up to her ankles, basically. So, and she was so embarrassed. Oh, yeah. Her calves were, were on display. Scandalous. Uh, but I, but uh, she got a good, good. Uh, good laugh out of it. I, I don't want to leave our listeners thinking she was only embarrassed. Oh, no, she went right with it. And uh, uh, But I think things will change, but I think people won't be wearing sweatpants. And there'll be galas, Tommy, that will be feted at. So surely at galas, people will happily don black tie. And, I hope you know, so, so I, I don't, wouldn't worry about that. And, and this, yeah, and, I, I just want to say that what you just said is really what I was getting at. I was afraid, and I didn't want to come out and say it, I was afraid that at a gala thrown in our honor after having won a prestigious award, I'm not going to say which one it is. I don't want to jinx us, yeah. but uh, that everybody shows up in post-pandemic pajamas and, I, and we're the ones there with the tie and the tails. Yeah, and that would be the year they go, no, black, black sweatpants <laughs> yeah. instead of black tie. And so... Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I think it's totally happy. Black sweatpants and yeah. and sweatshirt of any color it doesn't have. Yeah, to no, I think Norway they'll hold on to the formality of it. I think I can't imagine the princess, <laughs> you know, wearing sweats at the at the Nobel ceremony next year and or pajamas uh, or pajamas. Know, that, yeah, I mean, again, she'll have Charvet beautiful pajamas, but still, I, I see them still holding. You, don't, you do okay, okay, I do. Good. And Tommy, this I want to tease. 
I don't think we've ever done this, but there's so many things we could have directionally gone on this one because you put so many mag, you know, fascinating things out there. I would love us to explore and to promise our listeners we'll explore going forward. How do we adapt the all birds fit like a, a cloud shoes that are so comfortable, as you say, how can we apply that to awkward conversations with people who you haven't sent a wedding gift to many years yeah. later? Yes, that's that's the dream. I mean, yeah, uh, uh, yes, of course, Albers will eventually design a, a comfortable sofa and chairs and, and other kinds of, I presume, other kinds of soft woolen furniture. What about and, and, and making our life more comfortable in, in every single way? What about an Allbirds that and again, how they do it. I'm not a you know computer specialist, but computers and shoes that's bound to happen, they're bound to, you know, join up eventually. What about Allbird shoes that help that that help you deal with uncomfortable conversations? Yeah. That, and and we're gonna leave it to the Allbird wizards and scientists to figure it out, but I have every confidence that they can address that that uh, situation. So it's very that, uplifting, Tommy. And uh, it is Christmas Eve, and we want people yep. to know that we're doing this show on Christmas Eve, and we'll be doing a show. will probably be the only podcast recording day of tomorrow, Christmas yeah. Day. And, Almost certainly. Uh, I, I think certainly we are, but if anybody, if you know of any because podcasts. Never, because you can't just, you know, you don't uh, shut the hospitals, you don't shut the fire department down. You don't shut this podcast down just for Christmas. No, no. Some people may need it even more this year, being alone yeah. on, on Christmas Day. So we'll be there with you. You won't be alone. And I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. I'm still Tom Saunders, and we're getting through this. <laughs>